Coming up, Disney settles a class action lawsuit with the visually impaired. There's a joke in there, but I'm not going to tell it. Uh, major facelift is rumored for downtown Disney. There's a joke in there, too, but given Disney's history with that particular part of property, I'm guessing the joke is on us. And Epcot cancels their Segway tours as helmet-wearing tree huggers across America shed a tear. All that and more <laughs> coming up live on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode number 574 for the week of February 19th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, experts in helping you plan the perfect Disney Cruise Line vacation, which is vastly better than a carnival cruise, if for no other reason than you're far less likely to deal with no showers, overflowing toilets, and sleeping in hallways while you sit helpless in a drift at sea for four days with no food. DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. We believe you should be able to eat and shower on vacation. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you yeah. the, the, the the original that I wrote was far better than oh, that. I could see that it was so good, but I I I thought better of it. I think that's one of your best so far. Uh, yeah, you know, and that was what last night. Because I, I didn't have I could, nothing was coming to me, and then last night. <laughs> um, but uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, in addition to our new show, uh, we have uh, Kathy and Teresa got a chance to experience the new reimagined Habit Heroes at Interventions at Epcot, and we have a great video package to go along with that that uh, Craig Williams shot yesterday. You do not want to miss. Uh, we're also going to be taking phone calls this week, uh, asking our listeners to tell us about their must-do thing every time they visit Walt Disney World. And just a reminder to those who are watching us live, the call-in show will not be broadcast live, but it will be videotaped and released along with the other shows we're doing this yeah. week. We don't trust you. <laughs> we don't trust you to put you live. We'll, we'll work on that, though. We'll work on that. But All right, housekeeping. Um, next week, we are reviving our email and voicemail shows. So if you have a question or comment for the team, you can email them to podcast at disunplugged.com. I want to note that that is a different email address than what we were using for a while. Um, it is podcast at disunplugged.com where you send your emails. Or you can call us toll-free and leave us a voicemail, 1-877-310-9662. If you're outside the United States, you can call uh, direct 407-574-5093. But uh, the best way to send us a voicemail is to record it on your smartphone, and just email it to the podcast at disunplugged.com. That that voice that that sound quality is much better. Yeah. So uh, we are uh, also going to be if we use your email or your voicemail on the show, we're going to give you your choice of a disunplugged T-shirt or a pin and lanyard. And uh, once a month, we're going to select someone randomly from those people who we used for content and give them a shot at the almighty prize matron. Which we're getting ready to redo. Yeah. Ooh. We're getting ready to redo the prize matron. Some new, some cool new prizes we're going to put in there. Cool. Time to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Especially when John's not here. It's the best time. <laughs> Stop fondling the prize matron. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> yeah, do that. On breaks. Pitching Pete's business. 
Now, um, and, and also for those of you listening live, if you want to call in to the call-in show, 3.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 877-845-0054. Tell us what your favorite thing to do is your must-do thing at Disney World is each time you visit. Uh, also want to send out congratulations to our Dis Unplugged Disneyland team for their second anniversary of their show. Wow. It's been two years. It was longer than that. Nope, been two yeah. years. Two years. That's awesome. And uh, that's, we just wanted to send out their congratulations to them. You can check them out, disunplugged.com. Just click on the Disneyland edition icon, which is now very prominent. Very yes. Obvious. Thank As you for it should that. be. Yeah. Thank you for that redesign. And uh, you can check out their show. Great group of people. And uh, very excited because uh, some of us are going to be out in Disneyland uh, very soon. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. exciting. <laughs> it is. My first time. I know. Sean's first time. It's going to be really? Craig's yeah, first time been. in a very long wow. time. I think I'm more excited to see Sean and Craig's reactions. I'm going to freak than, out. Than being out yeah. there. You're going to cry. Dustin, I think I will. Dustin hasn't been working for us for a year yet. This will be his third time in Disneyland. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But it's been a while since Cars Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, you were, out, you were out there last May. Um, we were out there. And then you went out for Cars Land in June. Right. right. And now you're going out again. And then you'll be out again in June for the Backstage Magic. Which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Now. Yeah, it's looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Special, aren't we, Dustin? We are special. <laughs> Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> um, also, John asked me, uh, John and Kevin couldn't be here today. They have uh, friends in town, and they weren't able to join us. So, But John did ask me to mention the Diz Cruise coming up on the Oasis of the Seas, August 24th through the uh, 31st. Um, we have some great rates Still available on that sailing. I mean, we're talking like $2,300 for two people total. Wow. Um, so some great rates on that. Be a fun cruise. can be very different than our normal podcast cruises. But if you have not seen the Oasis of the Seas, you must check out this ship. It is ridiculous how beautiful it is. Huge. That's what I'm looking forward to most is just to see how huge. I want to see that courtyard that... No, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. You forget. You can't believe you're on a cruise ship. I mean, it's it's insane. But uh, that's uh, Oasis of the Seas with the podcast team, August 24th through the 31st. Also, want to make sure we plug the New Jersey Diz Meet to help raise money for Give Kids the World as part of our ta- uh, Power of Ten campaign. That's going to be happening April 26th through the 28th in Bridgewater, New Jersey. Most of us are going to be there. I don't think John and Kevin can make it because they're going to be traveling. But the rest of us will be there. We're even bringing the kids. Oh. So who wants to watch them while we record? <laughs> oh, really? <You're> gonna pl- <laughs> I'll bring my kids to watch your kids. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, yeah. We are going cool. to be, be recording a show live uh, from that meet. And so if you want to get a chance to meet the team, you're in the New Jersey area, you want to help raise money for an awesome, awesome cause, uh, April 26th through the 28th in Bridgewater, New Jersey. Uh, one last thing for me in housekeeping, I wanted to mention this. I saw it on the boards, and we were talking about FastPass Plus last week and some of the changes that we think may be coming. Um, there's a very interesting post on the boards uh, from a uh, poster's name is Not So on the Theme Parks Forum, and they wrote uh, they had an amazing trip recently. Crowds were much higher than normal for this time of year, but... What they wanted to warn about was anyone going between now and the time that FastPass Plus is implemented to be careful when getting on any of the standby lines, especially in the Magic Kingdom. 
Uh, as others had mentioned, they seemed to have upped the number of fast passes for every attraction and were letting in roughly one party of standbyers for every 10 to 30 fast pass people. Wow. Yeah. So we had wait times jump several times, even on low crowd days. The worst was Friday morning when the 20 minute wait posted for Jungle Cruise ended up being 90 minutes. Wow. Same thing happened during um, Extra Magic Hours at Space Mountain last Sunday. Went in with a 15-minute posted wait, got on the ride over an hour later. Um, and both the Lines app and the My Disney apps were consistently way off in wait times. Tweak and adjust. Tweak and adjust. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we've been hearing about the crowds being a lot heavier. The crowds have been awful. I had friends in mm-hmm. town this past weekend. And so I spent about three or four days in the parks. And the weights were horrendous. Well, like, I kind of expect it. I, I kind of expected this weekend because it's President's Week. It was worse than New Year's. This is the most crowded I've ever seen Magic Kingdom. Well, I, I well especially Magic Kingdom because of Fantasy Fantasyland. Fantasyland. Yeah. Fantasyland really has had that big an impact on on crowds. It really has. And you know, understandably, it's a great it's a great area. Not large enough to absorb the crowds that are coming in for it. Yeah. Uh, and then you add this to it, you know, so they're tweaking and adjusting for Fast Pass Plus, but, you know, it's bad enough the crowds are high as it is, but you see a 20-minute posted wait time, and you're online for 90 minutes, I mean, you're going to have a lot of seriously pissed off guests. Yeah. So just anybody who's traveling uh, in the next month or so, uh, we're not sure when they're actually going to really implement Fast Pass Plus. We keep hearing March, April, June, who knows. But... Until they do, please be aware of this, that your, uh, your, your wait times on standby, if you're not using FastPass, uh, you may not want to believe the posted wait times. So I just thought that was an important thing to get out since we had that discussion last week. Anything else for housekeeping? I do. I, I want to say congratulations to my sister Anna. Last week she was right. the recipient of a very prestigious honor that select cast members uh, get worldwide. She was awarded with the Legacy Award. Um, for those who you don't know, the Legacy, recipients of the Legacy Award are selected by their leaders, direct reports, and or their co-workers. These are individuals who consistently dream, create, and inspire each day by supporting the business objectives and goals of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. So congratulations, Anna. Well-deserved, Anna. And and also, for people who don't know, the way you can tell that somebody is a recipient of this is they have blue name tags. So they didn't just buy these in the store. This is a really big deal. Mm -hmm. This is great. It's it's an honor. It's an honor. She's a a model cast member. Oh, she really is. She's... Love Anna. So congratulations, Anna. And also, I've been getting a lot of uh, emails asking... I talked about the, the char crust... That uh, that was on the mistake at Shutters. It's called Char Crust. So charcrust.com. dot <laughs> com. That's it. So yeah, and Teresa just pointed out to me, and I realized that as Corey was talking about Anna's award, that I think this is the first time ever in a show that I didn't announce everybody at the table. I didn't introduce everybody. We were too busy talking about Carnival. Yeah, I was, <laughs> <laughs> you were you were mesmerized by my my humor, but. Uh, Sean, Kathy, Teresa, Corey. <laughs> wow. Dustin Craig. You um, got to do those switches really fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got it down now. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, he would sit in here like before we would do that and practice, like <laughs> yeah. switching. Um, but okay, anything else for housekeeping? 
Oh, I just wanted to say that thread that we, where we talked about the things we created in the... Um, On the, uh, the cricket? Yes, that other people are suggesting other types of equipment. Um, mine wasn't meant to endorse just that particular type. That's what, what, I had at home, what I had at home. You know, you're free to buy whatever machine you want and create them. Right, yeah, we have no relationship right. with any of these companies, so just using what we have. Mm-hmm. Which I swear to you, I'm really going to break down and buy one. Oh, good Lord. I care. did buy the photo printer, <laughs> and you should see the pictures mm-hmm. I am printing off that Epson. It's the R3000, I mm-hmm. think. And what are you doing with them after you print them? I'm going to frame them. Like, so, I mean, these are the, like, I, I'm going through like looking at the pictures that I really like. Like I did this uh, high dynamic range photo of uh, Phantom Manor, Disneyland Paris, that just came out amazing. Absolutely amazing. And uh, so I printed that on the 13 by 19 paper. So I want to have that matted in frame. Cause it's just... nice to see your photos come to life. It is. We, we, we live seeing our photos on, uh, on the computer. Right. Exactly. Uh, and it looks so good. I actually had to ask Pete if it was something that he shot because it looked something that wow. was professional. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like, I, I can't believe you would actually take a picture that, that really? good. Really? Thank you, Craig. Craig. That's that's a great way to get <laughs> on my good side. I know side. you're a great photographer. <laughs> it just it was stunning. How good it looked. He's so new. He doesn't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's one of those things that nowadays everybody keeps them on their computer. You really should print some off and keep them, so the next generation has some paper photos to look at. And then you also, you know, if you happen to lose them on your computer, you still have the paper version. Right. God forbid, our kids mm-hmm. will be passed down with a USB. But seriously, my first child, there's all kinds of paper photos, but now along comes Stella and there's very few because, you know, go look on Facebook, honey. That's what you look like. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anything else for housekeeping? Then we're going to turn it over to Shawnee with the news. All right. Yes, I have to do news again since John is out. Um, Wow. That's so apologetic. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, guys. John's not here. I know you're disappointed. I prefer your news. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh. Wow. That was a compliment. How long before John hears that on Twitter? Oh, I already tweeted him. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. All right. Our first story, yeah. Disney settles visual impairment class action lawsuit. Nine months after settling, the court approved the class settlement, which was settled in April of 2012, and dismissed the lawsuit originally filed in 2011. In their lawsuit, the guests alleged that Disney's U.S. theme parks and its websites failed to comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act in California law. The settlement affects Disneyland, Walt Disney World, their websites, as well as the website for Disney Cruise Line. It also resolves the claims in each of the four revised classes, which are Effective Communication Class, Website Class, Service Animal Class, and Infrastructure Class. A few of the required changes will be Braille maps in the parks, large changes to all branches of the Disney websites, more in-park areas for service animals, and other various theme park issues. Well, we, um, uh, this was a blog written by one of our uh, Diz Unplugged contributors, Jack Bergen, who's joining us on Skype right now from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, Jack is an attorney with uh, Kramer Racing LLP in Knoxville. And uh, thanks for joining us, Jack. I appreciate you coming in. Happy to be here. And uh, it's really nice to be able to talk to a lawyer without getting a billable hour. <laughs> oh, just wait. <laughs> um, Jack, this, uh, this story had me interested because, uh, you know, Disney's a, a target for class action lawsuits. Yes. And one of the things I thought was really interesting about this one is that 
part of the settlement prevents, to correct me if I'm wrong, but part of the settlement prevents another class action on this issue being brought. Right. And that, that's part of the reason Disney wanted to settle this. They're making extensive changes to the parks, the signage in the parks, and, and adding some things and, and, and extensive changes to the website. And so they want to buy that piece that comes with uh, not having anybody else sue them, claiming that the changes they're making is somehow not adequate to comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act. Does this preclude an individual from suing them on that basis or just a class action? Uh, partly. It definitely pre- precludes any class actions on these issues. It also precludes people from bringing claims for statutory damages. For instance, California's disabilities law permits a statutory damages claim, I think, of about $4,000 per violation. Those claims are prohibited. But on the other hand, if somebody feels like they individually have been discriminated against because of uh, their visual impairment, then they can bring their own claim against Disney and seek damages. They can't try and get any injunctive relief as part of this. Okay. I, you know, personally, when I hear a story like this, um, just knowing how far above and beyond Disney normally goes in dealing with anybody with a, any any issue regarding disability. I mean, we've talked about it before that they usually exceed the ADA uh, in terms of what they do. So I hear a story like this, and I, you know, I have to wonder: is it, you know? Not being visually impaired, not having anybody in my family or my friends who deal with that issue, I don't know. But it just, I don't know, it it surprises me that they would be that far off the mark yeah. with the, with an issue like this. Well, I'm not really sure they were. I mean, one of the things I said in my last blog post that, that one of the moderators on the disabilities board corrected me, uh, Sue, great moderator, um, was that there already were signs in the park, the, the, the one behind um, um, on the monitor there behind you, Pete. There were signs like that in the park for quite some time. And at the same time, Disney doesn't need the bad publicity that comes from a disabilities lawsuit mm-hmm. because of the reputation it has. And as a matter of fact, part of, the, part of what Disney's agreed to in this settlement goes beyond what the court would probably have been able to order them to do had the plaintiffs won. Okay. Um, so. And, and so, you know, they're using this as good PR. The most, I, I suspect the most costly part of this are going to be the changes to the website. But Disney's, as we know, is in the process of revising its website. Well, and, and Disney can't make the website work for people without visual impairment. Yeah, so I is. don't need, you know, really. <laughs> I, if, look, if this, lawsuit, if this lawsuit fixes that problem, then God bless them. But, you know, that's kind of what I, what I was getting at, that uh, this class action was more, and forgive me, I don't want to get any emails on this, but it kind of looked to me like this class action was more about Disney being an easy target than being a fair target. Well, that's certainly the case. Disney is a target. Uh, Like I think we talked about with the Segway lawsuits, Um, you know, people sue Disney for the publicity. The the lawyers that like to take these cases know that they're going to be able to issue a press release. There was one issued in this case and it'll get picked up by the news media and they'll get some free publicity out of it. So yeah, it's it's 
just normal. It's expected. And people plan on it when they sue Disney. Do we know what the dollar amount of the settlement was? Well, there really isn't a dollar amount <clears throat> per se. Uh, this really commits Disney to make changes that will help people with visual impairments. Okay. But they did agree, Disney did agree to pay the plaintiff's lawyers and there we about $1.4 million and another $100,000 on top of that to pay for their costs. So they had a nice payday. The they had a had very nice, nice payday. payday. That's, yes. Wow. Yeah, there you go. So the members of the class don't get any monetary uh, award from this. Uh, just the changes that Disney is going to make. That's what the class gets. The lawyers walk away with a million five. I do think that the two people that remain as class representatives get a relatively small amount of money. I don't remember the exact amount. I think it's on the order of $10,000 or so. So lunch at McDonald's, in other words, <laughs> in comparison to what the attorneys are getting. They're getting lunch at McDonald's. But, I, you know, it's, it's just when I, when I saw this, that, that's, that's what kind of stuck out to me was that you know, look, we criticize Disney in any number of ways for any number of things, but it was always my feeling that on issues like this, they really just go above and beyond. And, you know, I've told the story before about Skip Potter, one of our, our good friends and a listener to the show who has cerebral palsy. And when he told me the story about how, you know, Disney World was the only place, because he's bound to a wheelchair that Disney World was the only place where he really felt free, that there were no barriers for him. Any place he wanted to go, he could go. And I've heard that repeatedly from people uh, dealing with various disabilities, how, how welcoming and how inclusive Disney was. So I see something like this. It just, you know, and, and again, I'm not visually impaired. I don't have anybody I know or I'm friends with is visually impaired. So I don't know. Maybe there were changes that needed to be made. I'm not saying there weren't. Just saying that from my perspective, it kind of smacked of, you know, publicity grabbing. Uh, yeah, there's there's certainly an element to that. There, but there's also, um, and, and honestly, if you look at some of the things that Disney committed to do, you know, put kennels beside, I think there are four rides in, in each of the major parks in, in Orlando that um, service animals can't go on. You know, the, the three mountains and, and one other one, for instance. Okay. They're putting kennels at the, those rides so that service animals can stay in the kennels while the guest rides the ride. And, you know, there's not a lot. The, the website changes are pretty extensive, but, again, Disney's already changing the website. Yeah, well, like I said, we could, we could spend <laughs> yeah. an hour on that topic. But, all right, Jack, thank you very much for joining us, Jack Bergen. In Knoxville, thanks so much for the blog, uh, your contributions to the blog, and for coming on the show and taking time to talk to us. Happy to do it. Thank you very much. Take care, Jack. See you, Jack. All right, Bye, thanks, Jack. Bye, bye. All right. So our second story is Comcast becomes sole owner of NBC Universal. Uh, Comcast will now be the sole owner of NBC Universal, the parent company of the Universal theme parks. Comcast has already owned a 51% stake in Universal, but has announced that they are purchasing the remaining 49% from General Electric uh, at a cost of $16.7 billion. The deal should be done by the end of 2013's first quarter. Um, they've had this uh, acquisition in their plans for some time, but this deal will, be, will uh, help speed things along. Uh, the Comcast chairman and chief executive uh, Officer Brian Roberts said, Our decision to acquire GE's ownership is driven by our sense of optimism for the future uh, prospects of NBC Universal." I, I want to just point out the 
how stunning this is. A cable company. A cable company just bought NBC. A cable company just bought NBC. Think about that for a second. Rewind 20 years and ask yourself if that, that <laughs> sentence could be spoken out loud. Um, this is about the ownership of content. Right. This is about the ownership of content. And what you're seeing, and, and I'm really noticing it as, you know, Amazon, Netflix in particular are getting really aggressive with creating content that is designed to bypass traditional television. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, HBO and Showtime and the, th- the sorts of content they're creating. But uh, Netflix in particular um, just released a few weeks ago uh, their first original series called House of Cards with Kevin Spacey. If you haven't seen this, go see Watch. I still need to see it. Yeah, me too. It is, but what's really cool is it's designed to be watched in a marathon session. The thirteen episodes all released at once. No more of the, no more of the one. You know, episode a week. Yeah, and it really worked that way. Now this is a new thing uh, with uh, with Netflix having original content. Now, of course, they're going to be picking up Arrested Development as well. Can't wait. That's going to be fantastic. But this is. Uh, like you were talking about, it's kind of a mark of how we ingest our media now, and that's on demand. It's people, even the the people that do have cable, you know, they have DVRs. They don't watch it mm-hmm. at those specific times when it airs anymore. Well, and, some of us do, but <laughs> but, but I do a lot have, of people I, don't. That's, I do have yeah. other. Th- I, I mean, I have Netflix, and I, there's I'll sit there for longer than I should, I watching know. episode it's after easy. episode. But just of, one more episode. Really? Yeah, just, it becomes it, it really it becomes an issue. I mean, it it, is. like it's a problem. It's a big, big problem because it's cutting into my work time. So I was like, okay, I'm trying uh, to. I'm making note yeah. of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the the aspect of them buying buying this also in terms of Universal um, should send a chill down Disney's spine. Uh, Comcast came out of the gate swinging mm-hmm. with Universal in terms of the amount of money they are pouring into expanding. And developing that property. And, you know, what was it? A couple of years ago, we heard Tom Stagg say that uh, no more major capital investments. And it seems like every time we turn around, there's another billion dollars being Mm -hmm. spent. This is why. This is why. Because the guys up the road, the guys up the road got a new checkbook. And it has a lot more money in it. And Comcast has just been pumping extraordinary sums of money into Universal. That's great for us. That's great for us because we, we win. Bene- we benefit at the end of any battle between Disney and Universal. Poor SeaWorld. You know, I don't know. I, it's, it really is going to become a problem for them because they're simply not going to be able to invest at the level right. that Disney and Universal are. And, I mean, there's already a gap between Disney Universal and SeaWorld. And that gap is just going to widen as a result of this. I hope it doesn't widen to the point that SeaWorld becomes tenuous. But Well, SeaWorld also doesn't rely on those um, intellectual properties, you know, like uh, Disney and Universal. They... they, True. You know, they're they're more about um, conservation and then having those original roller coasters. Well, now that you have, now that it's Comcast that owns it, 
um, I think you're going and owns NBC Universal. I think you're going to start seeing uh, more first party intellectual property. In other words, intellectual property they own uh, being developed in the parks. So, like something based on a television show, maybe at Universal or or film. They're going. To, I think they're going to see them start developing. Right now, Universal is beholden to so many third par- party. IP holders, it's not funny. Most of the stuff in their parks, they don't own the intellectual property for. Right. Wizarding World of Harry Potter is a great example. What they have to do to put out a flyer is I ridiculous. We saw the small side of that just from hosting a party when there. When we hosted our party, the number of things we were not allowed to do because it had to be approved by Warner Brothers. Um, Disney doesn't have that issue. 95% of what's in Disney parks, they own the intellectual property for. Um, and don't underestimate what kind of competitive advantage that gives Disney over Universal. So when I see somebody like Comcast or an organization like Comcast, they bought NBC. Yeah. <laughs> they bought NBC. That's a stunning thing. Now, right now, of course, you know, NBC is like the number 93 network. <laughs> Um, and unless they're going to develop a ride around the evening news with Brian Williams, <laughs> right now they don't have a lot to work with. Right, um, do the news. Because <laughs> that's about the most successful thing on their air right now. But Which I really, doesn't make any sense to me because I think they have the best programming on television. What's, I don't, I'm trying to think what's jumping hit, out did at Did you me? hit your head? No, NBC I, has the best programming on television? I really do think that. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I think they have the best comedies. Yeah, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, Community. Um, well, they had The Office. But I, I, that's just What's my What's their opinion. late night? What's their late night people? Oh, Jay Leno. Oh, is it Leno? Okay. Jay Leno and Jimmy Fallon. I do love I like Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon now. Yeah. Love Jimmy Fallon. Come on, when he sends, out his, little, when he sends out his little thank you notes. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, yeah, now now it's going off the rails. Next news story, quick. Uh, Okay, Uh, this one's really exciting. It's a rumor. Um, A major facelift plan for Downtown Disney. Plans for major changes to Walt Disney World's Downtown Disney were filed with with South Florida Water Management on Friday, February 15th. The project, which has been dubbed the BVD Corridor Stormwater Project, consists of different phases. (laughs) Sounds like a sewage treatment plan. (laughs) What is BVD, Buena Vista District? I I thought it was a brand of underwear. (laughs) It is. <laughs> Isn't that a brand It's Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Buena Vista Drive District? I don't know. It's going to be underwear and sewage treatment. Um, <laughs> it consists of four different phases, the first of which will just involve uh, groundwater briefs. changes. <laughs> what? I said briefs. Briefs. Boxers. <laughs> Boxers. Necessary for the updates. The following phases will include rebranding what is currently Downtown Disney into Disney Springs, which will include six different neighborhoods, each with its own design and look. The six neighborhoods are the Gateway, Town Center, the Springs, the Landing, and then the two existing West Side and Village Marketplace. Uh, in addition to all new dining uh, and entertainment options, Disney Springs will bring in a brand new parking garage and a brand new transportation bus infrastructure. <gasps> parking garage. All new dining? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Wow. And entertainment. I mean, some of the stuff I, in I, these I, plans are staying, yeah. but there are a lot of new things that they're planning on bringing. All right. Well, first let's give credit where credit is due. Parkrumors.com yes. was the website that, that we, we saw this story on. They broke the story. So we want to give them credit for that. Um, that being said, we've been here before. Yeah. We've been Hyperion Wharf. Yeah. Uh, we've been here before. Uh, why 
this company that can make things like Fantasyland can't find something to do with Downtown Disney is beyond me. Uh, I hope this happens. I hope this happens. I think the timing of it, that a new vice president has just come in over that area. Uh, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he came from Disney Cruise Line, didn't he? And the guy they brought in, I thought, I think he came from yeah. Cruise Line. I can't remember which one. If I remember was. correctly. Which I, and I even said, I thought that was intriguing that they're bringing somebody from Cruise Line over to over there. I think that announcement coming, then this being leaked. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I pray to all that is holy that they actually do this. I agree. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the map. That's the entire uh, Pleasure Island area we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. This is West Side, Marketplace, Pleasure Island. Yep. That's all the in color stuff is. So uh, it's the Pleasure Island stuff that's going to be the springs. And they would have a brand new parking structure, which would. Thank you, God. I was excited about the last announcement. I'm, I really hope this comes through. Yeah. I see downtown Disney going in the right direction with Splitsville. I think that was a great addition. I just hope they continue to move in that direction with uh, a lot of entertainment and but I, I just I, I find it interesting that it's not really involving the marketplace or west side that it really is the pleasure island area and it also um, covers up fine. a huge area of parking lots so they're removing some existing parking lots building a deck and then building so a well, they look, you know they built California Adventure on a parking lot so Disney can do amazing things with yeah. parking lots but it absolutely needs the parking garage in oh, the worst definitely. place. Oh, definitely. The worst place on property to park. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Especially the marketplace. Don't even it's bother yes. going to the marketplace. Don't even bother. I park at Cirque du Soleil every time. And I always ignore those signs and say, we're full. Oh, you're I you're not too. full. I'll ride, drive right past that. <laughs> Follow the guy around until <laughs> he leaves. Corey makes his own uh, rules. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say parking space, but okay. We'll go with that. All right, Sean, thank you very much. Let's go ahead and move on to rapid fire. Sean, we're going to let you go first. Oh, okay. Uh, registration for the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror 10-miler is now open. Um, the price has increased uh, by $45 this year. It used to be $90, um, but now it is $135. The event is October 4th through the 5th of this year, um, and it's a whole weekend, so there are three events, on uh, running events. So there's the 10-miler race, there's the Happy Haunted 5K, and then there are the kids' races. Um, and then that night, there is a Disney Villains Hollywood Bash, which is like a big party afterwards. So when you're done running, you can spend the whole night in the park until 3 a.m. in uh, Hollywood Studios. Cool. Yeah. Cool event. I said I was going to sign up. I haven't done it yet. Haven't done it yet? I think but it's like 226 days. They had a countdown on their site. So you've got time. Uh-oh. You going to do it? I might, actually. If I'm here, yeah. Where are you going to be? Oh, yeah, Really? Okay, that's right. <laughs> Forgot about the conversation yeah, we had yeah. last night. Never mind. Thank you, Sean. Kathy. <laughs> okay, following that, mine is about the St. Patrick's Day celebration. It's going to be happening March 8th to the 10th and the 13th to the 17th at Downtown Disney. They're going to have live entertainment plus authentic Irish food and drink. Um, will be featured both weekends at Downtown Disney. Enjoy the music of, and I've not heard of any of these people, but hey, what do I know? The Willis Clan, Three Dollar Band, Creel, Windbreakers, Gersa, Gersa. Johnny, you've heard of them? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Johnny and Justin, uh, the Farrell Brothers, Elevation, Roots to Riverdance, 
in <laughs> Albanach. Oh, Kathy, I want to see you clog. <laughs> Roots. I, I would clog. I just don't know any of these people. I want you to dye your hair green, get drunk, and clog. On that little tiny stage inside. Uh, That's right. Yeah. You can Where watch me fall thing? off. Yeah. How much money do you think we could raise to give kids the world? <laughs> There's a <Yeah>. railing. <laughs> It wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> Pat O'Brien's at Universal has a big St. Patty's Day celebration, too. So if you're not at Disney, go there. Just those bands seem like every band name you've ever heard of that's playing like a local bar. You know, that's the kind of acts it is. But that's okay. fine. That's but you know always... what? A lot of those are good, though. Well, I, mean... I, gotta, I just got to say that as far as Raglan Road in general is concerned, um, that's what we're talking about here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just making sure. Because Corey's giving me a look like, what are you talking about? Um, it was never a place I, I particularly cared for. I'd eaten there once, didn't like the food, never went back. And then when we did the Drink Around the World segment a few months ago, and we were there, and we got sat at the bar and you know got some food, and these guys were drinking like their asses were on fire. It was research. And... <laughs> I, uh, I, I got to tell you, the food we had was really good. The bar food was excellent. And the atmosphere was fantastic. It really was. We went there. When did we do the fam? November. And yes. when we got there, they went, oh, you've got the good table. Where they're like, what's that? Well, right <clears throat> next to our table was where they come up and they clog. On that little table about the size of this table, yes. right? We were right there. So, I mean, you could see it, you know, I mean, it Wood was, chips fine. I mean, you that couldn't carry nice. on a conversation, but it was a great place and the food was good too. I like it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kathy. I'm better. Teresa. Uh, rumor, Harrison Ford to reprise role as Han Solo in new Star Wars film. According to the Parallel Universe blog published by MSN Entertainment, Harrison Ford is close to finalizing a deal to reprise his role as Han Solo in episode seven. He's also close to death. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Harrison's agreement to return in the series is all speculation, but if true, perhaps Mark Hamill, oh God, I hope not, <laughs> who played Luke Skywalker, and Carrie Fisher, who played Princess Leia, won't be far behind. I could see this. I mean, What, geriatric Star Wars? No. I mean, come on. Harrison Ford, God bless him. Okay, Lo- he's in him. his 60s. Oh, I think he's older than that. Oh, no, no. I think he's probably late 60s. Okay, he looks, yeah. he looks like he's 85. Well, Mark Hamill looks a lot worse. Oh, I know. Road Mark hard, road hard, put away wet. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm aging, but mm, yeah. No, no. Time has not been kind to him. But wouldn't you go see it though? Oh, of course I will. We'll see then. Okay. Of course I will. Just if for nothing else than to laugh. <laughs> no, I like Harrison. He needs to take out. The- They'll have their walkers and their oxygen tanks. <laughs> so, is this still a rumor? Somebody posted on Facebook that <laughs> Good Morning America confirmed that he was going to be in it. Yeah, I saw that as well. Really? So it's not oh. a rumor. It's confirmed. It's Mark confirmed. Hamill kind of looks like meatloaf. Meatloaf? Oh. I thought he looked oh, like Yoda. Saying, like, not picture. the singer, the dish. <laughs> <laughs> no, look at the picture somebody posted on my Facebook wall. He looks like um, Yoda. Who does? Look, Mark Hamill. They put his little face. It's, it's not pretty, but, you know. <laughs> Ewan McGregor needs to come on back now. They need to bring Obi-Wan Kenobi back. I, I don't know. The, the, the prequels all disappointed. I didn't think they were very good. Really? I didn't like him. Oh, I'm getting the look. I'm getting the look from my producer. I think... Go ahead. No, the prequels are not nearly as good as the originals. Everyone knows that. On any level, in any any universe. I think if they did it right, having Harrison Ford and maybe even possibly Mark Hamill could be good. Harrison Ford's... 
Harrison Ford still has it going on. I mean, he's a good actor. Does he he's, now? He does. <laughs> but Dustin, but, but Dustin then I like then him. I think back to the new Indiana Jones. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not as good. You mean either. the crystal skull thingy? Yeah, yeah. I didn't and care for that. I kind of wish. I just kind of wish that they would not age. Not age. No, I, I just come up with something new instead of trying to. But he's married to Callista Flockhart, mm-hmm. who's I mean, she's beautiful. I think she, I've always thought she's quirky, but she's absolutely beautiful. You know, I want to like ask her, what is it like sleeping with a raisin? <laughs> oh, God. oh man, <laughs> come on! <laughs> you look at Clint. He's aging naturally. He's not got. He's not been injected with all this but crap a, and well, you know Botox what? and. Shit. Okay. Oh, 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 got it live. We got it. Finally, I was waiting. Right. When was it going to happen? Well, let's mark it When down. was it going to happen? Oh, and it wasn't me. I'm sorry, I'm it sorry. wasn't me. Teresa. And the chat room explodes. God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm Did sorry. they catch that in the chat? Oh, yes. Uh, well, it's not like we didn't bring attention to it. Yeah, really. It could have slid by there. No. But no, no, seriously, he's just naturally aging human being, right? What are they saying in the chat room? Oh, they just think it's funny. They said, oh, and you don't trust us? <laughs> well, I mean, do they, what do they think about uh, Harrison Ford? The women are probably for it if they're yeah. being serious. And I think they're defending him, actually. See? Yeah, they're on Teresa's side. Okay, look. Switch to that picture. Oh. Switch to that picture. That's 19. He does not look like that. Switch to him. Well, he doesn't have all that hair anymore. No. At least he doesn't have all that face anymore. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm really busting out. I think Harrison Ford is awesome. Yeah. I do. But I love Harrison Ford. I've watched so many of his films. I think he's a great star. Whatever he's going to be in is going to be great. I really am just busting on him. Okay, well, Dustin, I have a question for you. Sure. Okay, you said you thought the the original three were better than the. I do. Okay, is it the storyline? Is it the production? What is it? It's the writing. It's the, okay. So it's um, the, okay. I mean, you can take a look at special effects, visuals, uh, acting, whatever you want to look at. Overall, it's the writing that sets it apart. What happened in the prequels was George Lucas said, I'm going to do everything, which was the be- uh, the worst mistake he ever made. Because the first one he wrote, he directed, and that's that was good for what it was. But then he brought in other directors and writers to do the uh, Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. He did not do that for the originals, and quite frankly, once the prequels rolled around, he wasn't at the top of his game anymore. Okay. And so that's how I well, feel about I read the somewhere where there, there's three. he had three more stories, and he passed them on to Disney. Oh, that's a lie. Is that, is that a lie? That's a lie. He never wrote a... Well, never, no, maybe not he wrote them, but maybe he just had oh, the he, idea. Yeah, he might have had an idea. But they're bringing in, you know, for the new ones, they're bringing in heavyweights. They're yeah. bringing in heavyweights, so... I think you know. I think right now this is Disney's to lose. Yeah. Um, they, I think they've they've got the right they've got the right team putting it together. And uh, I'm excited because I like Star Wars. I mean, I like the originals. What little bit I saw back in my childhood, and then when I recently got reacquainted and got to actually watch the new ones, I I like the little storyline. Cool. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Corey. The Keep Moving, See the World, Share the Dream segue toward Epcot has been canceled. That's a bummer. Stop moving, lose the dream, go home. <laughs> what is this photo? This is That's Ke- me and Julie. That's oh. her, uh, her and Julie. Yeah. Yeah. All dreamy and happy. That was in 2007 when we did it. We have no idea why they canceled it. They, they just canceled it, hopefully to come up with a new name. Um, the, the Wilderness Back Trail Adventure Segway Tour is still going, so you can still do the, the tour. That's the, your off-road segue. 
but you know, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great tour to uh, yeah, to see I'd, the world showcase before the park <coughs> opens up. Right. Wonder what really they're going to replace it with. It really wasn't that hard to learn how to do it. It's a shame they got rid of that. I put some feelers out to see why they why they canceled it. Nothing. Nothing came back yet. I always thought that that was a good a good way to see the park early. I never did it myself, but I did do the interventions, the little fifteen minute thing you do at interventions, and I think this is a loss. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a blast doing it. Bummer. All right. Thank you, Corey. Dustin Thomas. Yes, I have that the Atlanta Braves are going to begin their spring training soon, and that is a, an annual thing that they do uh, at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. Now, they do have uh, some new stuff going on this year uh, for the Atlanta Braves spring training. Uh, first of all, they have what they're calling the on-field spectator experience, which seems kind of they throw baseballs official. at you? Well, it's a, it's a <laughs> yes. very official name. The on-field spectator experience is a very official name for the kids get to run the bases after the game is over. Mm. Well, that's um, cute. But it is yeah. cute. Yeah, I think that will be... <laughs> yeah, probably charge like $400. <laughs> oh, you have to pay for it? Are you serious? I don't know. It's not um, my rapid fire. I, I, <laughs> I, I think once you've gained admission to the, the training games, any kids can go up on so the field So it's going to be a bunch of children... Running like crazy all over the field. Oh, there might be, yeah. Hey, maybe we could see if we can go run the bases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and something I want to do. <laughs> yeah, send a camera crew. <laughs> Have a camera. I want. I want a camera there with that. Um, the the training is from February twenty second to March twenty third, and uh, tickets range from seventeen to fifty dollars, uh, $50, depending on where you're sitting. So you can either be down on the field or have the seats way up high. They also offer a three-game mini ticket, which means you buy a ticket for three uh, consecutive games, and that's $78. And that's in the there's different seating for that, too. But I thought it was pretty cool that the Atlanta Braves are coming back yet again, and it's it's nice that they're involving uh, the children now. So, the children. Cool. That's my rapid fire. Thank you, Dustin. Gregory. Uh, nothing for me this week. Nothing. <laughs> Gregory Golly. comes unprepared. He slammed your photography. All, I know. I know. He's just, he's, he's on a roll. He's on a roll. I'm so sorry. That's uh, all right. <laughs> we'll allow you to live this time. <laughs> all right. Uh, finally this week, um, we're going to introduce a little something that John came up with called Disney or Didn't He? And uh, basically what this is, John has come up with a series of quotes. Oh, I thought it was like, did he die or didn't he die? Sort of thing. (laughs) Is he frozen or isn't he? Um, John has come up with a series of quotes, and we are supposed to guess whether or not Walt Disney actually spoke these, or if he didn't. And of course, we'll take uh, input from the the, Hmm. the Chatterati in the room. Chatterati? Yeah, yeah, well, yes, that's okay. what we're going to call them now. They're the Chatterati. <laughs> um, I just came up with that. I'm... Wow. No, he didn't like just change like one word around to trick us, did he? Well, when he first told me about this, I thought it was going to be pretty easy. But they're actually kind of tough. And I, I will tell you, other than Sean, because Sean's doing it for John this week, uh, none of us have seen these. I have no idea. Uh, none of us have seen any of them. We don't know the answers. Do you have the answer next to the question? I do, yeah. Kathy, you can't look on my screen. Kathy's cheating already. 
Dang, Kathy. I knew you were that type. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead. Yeah, so there are, first, there are two examples of first, so I'll, I'll start with the first one. Uh, I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. False. True. Okay. true. That, that, that one do you want true. us to like, just yell them out, or what is this, Jeopardy? I think everybody should give their answer, and then, you, and then we'll see who's right. Oh, yeah, song. that's a good idea. We, or we should get the uh, Jeopardy buzzers. Yeah. Well, we, we have don't have the buzzers, buzzers yeah. so let's... Um, so that's a Disney. He did say that. Uh, and then the second one, magic is as magic does. <laughs> <laughs> that is a didn't uh, Forrest Disney. Yeah, he did not say that. Okay. All right, so this is the first real one. Uh, Disneyland is like a piece of clay. If there is something I don't like, I'm not stuck with it. I can reshape and revamp. He never said I revamp. Would, I, I would, would say, say false. true. I'd false. say false. I say false. False. I'll go with False. Revamp, really? What about the Chatterati? What are the Chatterati? It's it's a little tough doing the chat because there is a delay. So we'd have Uh, to wait for... We have um, to wait eight minutes. Well, I don't think it's eight. I'm I'm sticking with mine. It's hard to keep track of which one you're answering. You think it's real, I'm sticking with true. Really? I'll see him saying that. Can you see him say revamp? No. I can't see him saying that. The rest of it I can see him, but not that. Not. That's a Disney. Revamp's not a new word. He did say it. He did say this. When did he say it? I have none of those details, so please. Oh be- no, God, Teresa! Was he? <laughs> oh, what was he wearing when he said that? <laughs> what did his hair look like? I have no idea. <laughs> what cologne was he wearing? You can direct all questions to John. I will. Yeah. Okay, bring it on. What's the next one? All right, the next one is: I love Mickey Mouse more than any woman I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I was, I'm going to say true. Are you real? Are you no, really? No, that is not true. <laughs> I think it's so bizarre that it could be true. False. Bet, but this is Disney we're talking about. I mean, he loves Mickey Mouse. Yeah, but that's creepy. <laughs> no, that's false. That is such a false. That is false. False, false, false. All I can say is poor Lillian because that's a Disney. No, yes. seriously. <laughs> John is making this crap up. Uh, these, we're going to have to Google these after. Yeah. I know. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, that's pretty weird. <laughs> um, all right, so the next one is ideas are our palette, magic is our canvas, and the audience is our muse. Oh, that's fake. I'm going with false again. I'm saying yeah, false. false. That's false. Our muse. False. false. Everyone says magic false? is our canvas. No. No, he didn't say that. False. That's a Disney. Oh, that is? Huh. Okay, I don't like this game. Me? I'm losing. <laughs> I told you it was hard. Um, yeah, all right, John so makes, made there all are up. three more. For every laugh, there should be a tear. Oh, oh, I believe that. I'd say but true. I don't know if you said that or no, not. No, false. I'm true. That's think of all the Disney movies. You you laugh and you cry. Yeah, but did he say that? Dizzy or dizzy not? I mean, whatever it is. No, that's I'm, I'm false. I'm going with true on that's that. False. True. False. False. True. That's a Disney. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, Pete, I thought you knew Disney better than that. Don't, don't read his quotes. <laughs> Every night before bed. You really <laughs> study like the Bible. I actually have read a lot of his quotes because we, yeah. we try to pick uh, quotes, uh, Disney quotes for Ferris's Banner for the Buddy Walk each year. So okay. I've read through a lot of Disney quotes. They have a nice book out that just has it on different topics like education, yeah. movies, well, and all that Well, we should stuff. have studied before this. Yeah. Can well, can we make it Walt Disney every week so we can all go read the book? I figure if I answer false to everyone at this point, I'm bound to get one <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to get one right. You'll hit at some point. Uh, okay, so we're not trying to entertain the critics. I'll take my chances with the public. Oh, that sounds oh, that real. Sounds yeah. like that Disney. sounds true. true. But it's true. probably false. That sounds true. I'm going to so say false. You never know if it's a trick question. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say false. All right. That's a Disney. That's a oh real quote. God. I got one yeah. right. Yay. <laughs> All right. And then the last one. 
Roy was always concerned with return on investment. I say beep the shareholders. <laughs> uh, that's a Disney. He said that. No, that was no. Teresa, wasn't it? That was me. Yeah. That one's totally fake. Yeah. That was me. Wow. So they were all true? Um, what fun was this? <laughs> there, were two, there were two false ones, the example and then the obvious last one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so direct any criticisms to John. He'll, yeah. he'll revise for the next one. <laughs> Do we have any criticisms in the Chatterati? Yeah, does, uh, what are the Chatterati saying? Honestly, it's just a whole bunch of true, false, true, false, true, yeah. false. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't even know what they're saying true to. It's kind of hard to... <clears throat> That's did, they, funny. did the Chatterati like that? I think they did. There's, yeah. We'll find out in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, yeah, how long is the delay? It's I'm only not, a couple seconds. I think it's a little longer than... I'm not sure. We'll determine it and find we'll out. We'll help yeah. take some to type it in. <laughs> true, true. Probably true. Well, I was I was really glad that John came up with this because you know we're we're trying to come up with uh, uh, we've been trying to come up with some things for the end of the show. I'm you know I kind of decided I didn't like ending on rapid fire that I wanted to you know have something else at the end of the show. Well, something so fun. Trying some different things and John came up with this idea which I thought was great. He had another one which. We may go with it's dicey though because it could be really oh, offensive, no. but ooh, it was going to be really fun. Tell us after the show. No, oh. it'll be a surprise if we do it. But uh, you know, actually, why not throw that out to our listeners? Uh, if you have some ideas for a fun little thing that we can do, boxers or briefs at the end of boxers or briefs <laughs> at the end of each uh, new show, and uh, send it in to us. If we end up using it. We'll give you a shot at the prize, Matron. You could win something like. Ooh, give it to me. 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 Nice follow up on that. Yeah, everybody wants that. Well, I I think there are some listeners who would. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Let's not go there. But we do have a couple. Never mind. Okay. Move on. Move on. So. Yeah, if you have some suggestions, uh, podcast at disunplugged.com. And if you give us an idea that we like and that we use, we'll give you a shot at winning something in the Prize Matron, which, like I said, is about to be revamped, redone, reimagined. Tweak and adjust. Tweak and adjust. Tweak and adjust. <laughs> Tweak and adjust. <laughs> Tweak and adjust, darling. But, uh, and yeah, very exciting show. We had our first curse word <laughs> uttered live on the air. Wow, Teresa, you get the honor. That's right. Like potty mouth. That's I'm going to right. beep it out in the change our show. live stream rating now. You'll take it out, though, right? I don't know. Did it, Not, did it's live. We can't yeah, edit live stream. That's good. You can't? No, it's good to go. can't edit the live stream feed, no. It's a, it's a, the live stream archive will have it in it. We I do just it. want to say that someone commented when you said that. She kisses her children with that mouth. Yeah, but not, okay. Never mind. It's, never mind. Never it's mind. It's the first. It won't be the last. I'm sure. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It no, was, it'll be that'll be edited out of the what goes up on YouTube. It'll be edited out of YouTube. The yeah. live stream archive we can't edit. No, unless we completely delete the post. And which, we're not gonna do that. So, yeah. your, once on the internet, your shame, always on the internet. Your, your shame will follow you for the rest of your life. Hopefully, my They're mother, sound my mother will never find out. <laughs> oh, okay, no, send her a link. She'd have to have a computer. Oh Lord. Oh, that's right. You're yeah, they're, well, they're, they're the Waltons. simple folk. They're the Waltons. <laughs> they're, they're simple folk. They're simple folk. Okay. It still cracks me up that my mother, my mother's on the internet. She's actually my my mother's probably watching. My mother's been oh, watching. Hi, Miss Madeline. Hi, Madeline. So, she Ma, curse. she cursed. I didn't. 
Because when we told my mother we were doing live shows, she's like, no, you watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you watch your language. But, uh, no, so congratulations, Teresa. It's a Thanks. lovely distinction for you to have. <laughs> All right. That is going to do it for our new show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.